Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are really enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app, of course. That would be fab.、Um, it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensure we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Bas van den Belt. Award winning digital marketing consultant, trainer, and speaker, and founder of the state of digital. Bas, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Hi, Andy. I'm actually just giving you a five star rating on my podcast app. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's very kind of it. I think this is a first. This is a first <laughs> where we've had a, li- a, a live rating on the show. <laughs> Now, we've、uh, spoken a couple of times before. I think the first time, let me, let me see, I think May 2012, we spoke to Kelvin, and then I spoke to you, didn't I,、uh, November last year、uh, on matching、yes. content to audience. And it was an equally grey day, I seem to remember. It's grey both in the UK and the Netherlands at the moment again, isn't it? Even though it's May, it's just not fair, is it? Yeah.、Um, no, no. But、um, we're going to talk today about、uh, the importance of speaking in public, which is something that I bizarrely really like to do as well. So it should be quite a good conversation. But before we、um, dig into that, just remind our listeners tell us a bit about yourself, the state of digital, and your new website, Speak with Persuasion. Yeah, sure. I founded a website called State of Search back in 20, I think 2011 it was, together with Lisa Myers. And just because I wanted to write about search, and we. Kind of grew that out to be one of the biggest in the search industry in Europe quite fast. And then we changed it to State of Digital a few years back、uh, because we saw that the industry was getting wider. Not that search wasn't important anymore, it still is,、mm. but、uh, we, we figured it would be better off、uh, being a little bit broader and, and less, na- less niche. And、um, uh, actually, State of Digital and State of Search brought me a speaking career as well. Uh, because because of the writing,、uh, I got to know events organizers. I got to know、uh, events itself. I got to go to events and, and, and look at、uh, other speakers. And, and at one point, they asked me, So, what, why aren't you speaking?、Mm. And that actually brought me on stage as well. And ever since, I've been speaking quite a bit. And in the last couple of years, I have started to help out other speakers become better speakers because I kind of have like a 
uh, it's difficult to say, but it's kind of like a natural kind of talent to to be on a stage and to be teaching. Mm. Uh, I, I am a trade te- teacher as well, but my parents are both teachers, so um, it kind of comes natural to me. And I'm helping out others to uh, become better speakers. And, and at one point I was like, I should do more with this. So last year I founded, um, well, actually the beginning of the year, I founded speakwithpersuasion.com which is a website that focuses on giving speakers tips and tricks. And I also offer some training on that Mm. website. So um, I'm doing that on top of all the other things that I've already was doing, just making it a little bit more official, so to speak. Now, speaking is is such a sort of huge area. I'm not quite sure where to start. Oh, no, I know where I'm going to start because we'll come on to like sort of how to overcome fear and things a bit later. But I'm just wondering, what is it about speaking, Bass, that is so so powerful? Why, why should every – I was going to say why should every marketer be speaking, but it, it almost applies to everyone really. What is it about speaking that, that is so – sort of gives so much leverage – I would personally say the in, so, so there's there's a couple of things in there. So we're all talking about content marketing these days, right? Mm. So everything is content marketing. We need to produce the right content and videos and, and and articles and everything. And and one thing that almost constantly is missing in all of that is is the speaking part, which is part of content marketing because it is an opportunity to explain to a audience what it is that you want to say. So it, you, could, you could compare it to an article, for example. But mm. the thing is, with speaking, it's much more powerful than actually writing an article. Because if you write an article, you, you don't have any influence on how people actually read the article. You can do tricks, of course, with um, how, how to tell a, tell a story and, and build up of, of, of an article. But actually speaking in public, having the audience in front of you, that gives you the opportunity to play with the audience and to actually take them on a uh, on a trip that they will remember. Mm. It, they, they will remember a story being told by a person in front of them on a stage longer and better, and it will have more impact than something that they read because they read all the time and they read so much. So it, there's a there's a lot more impact coming from speaking. So I would I would suggest every marketer to 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 start speaking if it's not themselves make it part of the marketing uh, cycle all the things that you're doing speaking should be there because it, it influences people so much that's why i've called it speak with persuasion as well because it persuades people to do stuff much more powerful than than for example uh, um, an article yeah so it's more like sort of taking people by the hand and taking them on a journey through the through the sort of medium of almost storytelling i suppose isn't it Yes, and it's it's as old as human beings are, and um, we've always been speaking. And and the most powerful people in the past as well have been speakers. And um, if you if you go back to to the old Greek, so I, I'm a history student. Have to tell you that I studied okay. history, so that's one of the reasons why I look back at those things as yeah. well. But if you go back to the old Greek, the most powerful people, the ones that uh, had the most impact, and that we still talk about, like Socrates, Plato. Of course, they wrote down stuff, but the most powerful part of it was that they talked about it and that they gathered people around them and explained to them and and got them excited Mm. and got them to uh, inspire to do stuff. So it's been there forever. And it's always been a very powerful tool to get people to do and to think about certain things and and, and get them on a journey. So if you could sum up, what what would you say would be the... top sort of three or four things that that make a a good speaker best 
So there's that you have to make a difference between tactical things mm. and the more I would say almost say strategical things, which most of the cases uh, come more natural. Uh, so tactical, for example, is is how do you present? Uh, are you um, moving in the right way? Are you saying a lot of words at the same time? Those kind of things. Of course, that 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 everybody can can learn that. That's just exercise, exercise. Mm. Um, this more strategic part is actually thinking about how to present the story. People are very open to stories and remember stories vividly. That's why we all still remember many of the stories that our parents told us when we were young. Yeah. We can we could still tell them to our own kids without having to grab a book and, and talk to, uh, tell the story again because we like to listen to stories and and, and it has a lot of impact. So what uh, and a very important part of being a good speaker is especially in marketing is that you create a story and not just state facts. And um, I think we've seen a shift in that in the last couple of years in in, in the industry as well. When I when I started off speaking myself and started attending conferences, mm-hmm. there were a lot of talks that were very tactical, practical, which is good, but that that were very uh, almost bullet like, and you could actually see the bullets on the screen oh, as well. No, no, De- death. What do they call that? Death by PowerPoint. <laughs> death by PowerPoint. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that was that was very common. People were just like uh, putting bullets on, but the entire presentation, not just the, the slides, the entire presentation was one big bullet list because they were just like rambling up everything that they knew, and they were just rambling out facts. Whereas if you uh, look at conferences now, you see a lot more speakers actually understanding that they need to, to tell a story. So they need to understand that the audience wants to f- uh, to, to see the problem that, that they have, um, uh, that want to recognize the problem in the story and then go like, oh, that's something that, that we want to do as well. And that, that happens with us. And, and, and then they start listening to you so you have to earn trust in the beginning you have to make them understand what you're talking about as in a this is a problem then there has to be a hero in it which definitely is not the speaker uh, but somebody else and and build up like that so i think one of the major things when it comes to being a good speaker is to understand what it is that your audience wants uh, and also the issues that your audience has because if i start talking about I had that actually a mistake that I made myself. Might might be a good example. Yes. Um, is is I did a presentation so about Netflix uh, yeah. once and and how they uh, work on data, and the presentation was a huge success in what was it? I think it was somewhere in the UK that I talked about it. So I was like really happy with the presentation. I then went to Turkey mm. and I talked did the same similar presentation. Turns out they didn't have Netflix yet ah. in. Uh, Turkey, even though it wasn't about Netflix as such as as, as the recognition, as in, because it was about the data and how they work, it still didn't make sense because they couldn't relate because they didn't have Netflix. So mm-hmm. I should have taken a different example there. So, so that was a mistake on my side. So I've never made that mistake again. I yeah. I, I always understand. Okay, what's what what culture are we in? What are the issues that issues that we uh, that they run into, and then uh, talk about that. So I, I, if you want, I'm going to give you an, an example of a good a good example. Please um, do, because it's another story, you see, isn't it? And yes, everyone, everyone's ears, ears are pricking up, you see. Exactly. It's another story, yeah. So I've spoken in Iran several times, mm. uh, which is very interesting because it's a very different country than the country that we, the countries that we live in. 
And what I did is I, uh, I had a presentation about storytelling. And I started off my presentation, I, I did some research on, on what are the issues that are, are important for the country. And I, I, I found some, some stuff that I could talk about, but that then again, it wasn't really something that I was very familiar with. So that's a danger. So you shouldn't, shouldn't go into topics that you don't know anything about. Yeah. And then this was like a year after the World Cup in Brazil. And I suddenly realized, wait a minute, Iran played in the World Cup. And I'm a football fan myself, so that's something that, that I can talk about quite easily. Yes. And then I did some more research, and I found that I, Iran played Argentina in, in the World Cup. And they lost the game 1-0 one, one by a late goal from Lionel Messi. And actually, Iran should have had a penalty halfway through the match, and they didn't get the penalty. <sighs> So I realized that was happening, that happened. And I also knew that Iran and Argentina go way back when it comes to uh, disputes. So somehow it's weird how, the, how it works with countries like they're not even close together, mm. but they're enemies. They've always been enemies. Uh, so that was kind of like an extra issue that was around the match. So I started my presentation with a few images of that specific match. And I told a story about how the match evolved. But then I made a little switch in the story when we got to the penalty moment. Mm. I actually rewarded them the penalty. So I said, Iran did get the penalty. <laughs> and they won the game. And uh, so everybody was very excited. Yeah. And then, and then I stopped for a second. I said, this story really happened on my son's Xbox. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> because it was about storytelling and they were like, oh, I could give them an example of how, how you can make something that, that is real and not real at the same time mm. um, and, and get people involved. And I, so it did a couple of things for me. I could explain something about storytelling. And at the same time, um, I earned their trust because I talked about something that that was an issue for them and i took their side as well so i oh <laughs> i could have let argentina win anyway but then they would be like nah they wouldn't like me too much <laughs> so this helped in, in in many ways so so storytelling is definitely something that um uh, makes a, a good speaker tactical one thing I w- i'd like to uh, pick out on that timing is hugely important mm. understanding when to click to a next slide understanding when to make a joke or not waiting a little bit saying something not just rambling out everything at the same speed Mm. but mixing it up a little i think that is what makes a great speaker actually if you know how to do that naturally that's amazing you can learn it i mean comedians have this down to a t don't they the timing side of it the pauses are important as as important as the words aren't they exactly so that that uh, and, and even gestures as well or or not looking at a screen so sometimes i have a funny image on the screen and the one thing that many speakers do is they, they they click and then look at the screen and go smile like that's a funny picture, right? Uh, I just don't respond to the picture. I let the people absorb it. I just look forward and I'm not saying anything, just like looking forward. Uh, and that that is part of timing as well. And and that's something that I found out recently many uh, a lot when I'm, when I'm analyzing other other speakers is that the ones that I get excited about are the ones who do that really well. Mm. So I think having a good story, understanding your audience and, and the right timing, if, you, if you're asking for three things, that, that makes a good speaker. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I'm thinking, Bass, there's probably quite a few people out there who uh, would like to start speaking, but they're absolutely petrified of doing it. Because there's that um, saying, isn't there, which is probably true, that most people are more afraid of speaking than dying. So I suppose suppose the question is, um, how do you start speaking? How do you overcome that sort of fear of speaking? Yeah. So, So the interesting part here is that Knowing that fact actually does two things with people. One, it acknowledges the fact that people are nervous. So it it makes them acknowledge the fact that it's okay to be nervous. And at the same time, it increases their fear a little bit because of that. But knowing that everybody is nervous helps decreasing the fear. So understanding that nerves are okay is is the first thing that that people need need to do. Which is, I always explain that I, I was nervous as well when I started off speaking. Mm. And actually, I'm not nervous now when I speak, but I do have a certain tension. And I always compare it to athletes. Uh, when you hear interviews uh, from uh, with athletes who start off like that, like the first game in a first team, for example, they, they were interviewed afterwards. How did you feel? Were you nervous? And then they always like, yeah, I was a little bit tense. But as soon as I step on the pitch, that was gone. Mm. And that is basically what happens with, with speaking as well if you are prepared well enough, but not too well. So the mistake that many speakers make when they go on stage for the first time is that they're over-prepared. They, they kind of know every sentence they uh, want to say, and as soon as they, they make a mistake on one of those sentences, that's when they start getting nervous again, and that's when they break up. Right. So basically, you should make it easier on yourself and just know that, okay, this is a topic that I know my stuff about, mm. but I'm not going to write out every little detail because that will make me nervous. So have like three or four stories basically ready that you can easily tell mm. to anybody. And then that focus on that. And then you have, you'll be less nervous because you're talking about something that you, you, you know. So that's one thing. I think if, if you're starting off even getting on that stage, so even before having that opportunity to tell stories, is, is a barrier. So people should avoid to start off too big Mm. so speaking to one person um is all also speaking but speaking to one person usually is even more daunting than speaking to a group of people so why not start off with like small things within a meeting for example you don't have to do an entire presentation but talk about stuff from your work 
um, just five minutes and stand up doing that instead mm-hmm. of sitting down. And the more you do that, the more natural it becomes because you're used to it. One of the reasons why people are nervous is because they're not used to talking to groups and, and bigger groups. And so they see a big group and they're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to talk to them. And then when you actually ask them questions about how often do you t- do you speak up, speak up in meetings, turns out they quite often speak up in meetings. And it's just that they don't realize that that's when they're also speaking in public. Uh, so so and making it more normal, actually, is what breaks the biggest part of the nerves so try to make it normal that's that's one tip i would give people starting off yeah um, and, and basically just do it <laughs> as easy said than done just do it well no you're right it's because it sounds like you don't want to be you don't, you don't want to be sort of so prepared that you're almost like reading a script but you want to have you want to know that you're very knowledgeable about the thing you're going to speak about and have a have a is it that you 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 should have a sort of rough idea of the order of things you're going to address of course you build up the presentation yeah. with a structure you don't want to just go in and 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 start blabbing that doesn't no. work i've but, tried that um, <laughs> yeah well some people can actually pull that off but you yeah have, you have to be like natural on that so that that comes natural that that's not something you can train but if you if so, so you build up a structure you know like okay this is where i start talk about first second third fourth and and these are the stories that I have ready that I want to that, that I can talk about. Basically, stories are stories that you can tell anywhere. And if it's a story you can tell in the pub, you're fine because that you can tell that on stage as well. And that's when it gets re- more relaxed because that's when you're happy with the story. Just don't do too much. I've seen too many speakers do too much practice. And and I actually brought someone with me uh, last week to a conference mm. and it was his first time speaking and we did it together. And he wanted to uh, to keep practicing all the time. And at one point I was like, stop practicing. Don't do not do this. Because you saw him getting more and more nervous yeah. the more he practiced because he kept, kept stopping every time he made a mistake in a word. You don't want to stop when you make a mistake in a word. Just go on and have a conversation. That's basically it. Or try and make a joke of it like I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm quite interested in, because we, uh, at the beginning of this chat, we were sort of saying how it's really good to do talking, be a speaker. How do you sort of, I'm trying to, trying to work out how to word this question, how, how do you try and come away with something? How do you sort of generate, I suppose, how do you generate leads? That's what I'm trying to say. How do you sort of, is there anything you can say in, 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 the, in the, the talk that will increase the chance of people coming back to you or, or sort of cause leads yeah. to be generated without it sounding like a sales pitch. That's probably a better yeah. way of putting it. So the, lo- the last part you're saying is very important. Don't make it sound like a sales pitch. Yeah. So as soon as you anything in your presentation sounds like a sales pitch, you're, you're, the people will run away, basically, Yeah. because uh, they feel that that's something that they... Uh, uh, they don't want so you don't want to you want to you don't want to do that you want to avoid being too aggressive so don't tell people you should buy they should buy from you mm. I usually don't even tell them what I'm doing so I don't explain uh, what my job is but I meld I, I kind of like mold it into the stories so I explain for example with a client that I was consulting with we did this and that so they were like, oh, you work with a client yeah. similar to us. Subtle. Um, yeah, so that's that's yeah. a subtle way of, of, of showing what you're doing. One, and, and that might actually be a nice trick for it. So I've, I've said this internally in training sessions, but I have never said this in public. So this this is some this, this is a unique one for it's, you. It's an exclusive. 
it's an exclusive. <laughs> um, so one little trick that you can do um, to get people to come up to you at conferences afterwards um, is have an extra story up your sleeve. Mm. And at the end of the presentation, you can say, I have this great story about topics X, Y, or Z. I don't have time for that on stage now, or that's not part of the presentation. But if you're interested in it, it's a really good story. Come look me up after, and I'll tell you the story. And oh, nice. they will come up to you afterwards to hear the story. And when you're at the coffee, for example, having coffee, you should, of course, then always go to the coffee breaks. Don't go and then run off because then that Disappear. doesn't. Yeah. Um, so go to the coffee breaks and then people will come up to you. It's like, what was the story you're talking about? And, and tell the story. And then, and then you'll notice that people start gathering because, hey, he's telling the story that he didn't tell in the presentation. Mm. So people want to hear that. And, and sometimes you have to tell it twice or three times, which is fine because then you have a conversation with those people and then you're one-on-one -on -one with them which makes it much more easy to to talk about other stuff than uh than the presentation itself and, and turn them into leads so bass if you had if uh, if you could sum up just one top tip for people that are thinking of starting to speak about what they do what, what would it be one sort of little nugget for our listeners to take away um i would say try it and feel the excitement when people are listening to you because one thing that is really important with speaking and i see this with every speaker is it's addictive it's a drug when you're on stage yeah. and you want to you want to try that drug so don't be afraid to, to to fail because you won't fail and people will love it and you will love it even more so try and start small by doing a little bit little presentation and then enjoy it and if i could add to that if you're really afraid tag along with someone tag along with an experienced speaker and mm -hmm. say can we do a presentation together i'd, I'd be happy to to uh, help other speakers doing that and, and just join up for a presentation to make it easier for for them to start because um, i believe that all marketers actually should be trying at least trying to be speakers well, Bass, thanks so much for coming on today. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about the state of digital and more about speakwithpersuasion.com? I've kind of done it yeah. for you in a way, haven't I, really? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned them all. So uh, I think easiest is speakwithpersuasion.com, stateofdigital.com, of course, that, that's where you can find them, at State of Digital and at Bas van den Belt and at Speak Persuasion are uh, the best ways to follow what we're doing and uh, I'm, I'm actually sending out a weekly newsletter on speak with persuasion with tips on on how to become a better speaker and there's no lead generation on that just tips <laughs> so That's if fantastic. people want that they can sign up for that brilliant that's well worth checking out and thanks to our listeners for listening the show notes are in the usual place sitevisibility.com slash im podcast if you've got sort of um, suggestions or you want to ask questions or, or, or things like that the uh, email address is podcast at sitevisibility.com uh, don't forget you can tweet us at site visibility if you want to connect with me personally i'm dr pod d-o-c-t-o-r-p-o-d on twitter and linkedin just mention the podcast if you connect with me if you can then i'll sort of know know who you are and uh, also don't forget we have a site visibility group on linkedin so you can sort of put comments and join in the conversation there so that's all from me andy and that's all from bass thank you and um, speak soon <laughs> and we'll see you next time on internet marketing
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.